Welcome to episode 84 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This week we are looking at season 4 episode 3, Teleco. Most of the action takes place in Pennsylvania or over international waters. The IMDb user score when I first compiled them and today following the review of the whole series on Fox is 6.8 out of 10 and the original air date was Friday, October 18th, 2016. Sadly, I find this episode to be somewhat forgettable. I was basically watching it fresh because I had little or no recollection of it since it originally aired, even though I've probably seen it two or three times. According to writer Howard Gordon, the goal was to deal with race issues via a melaton-sucking vampire, but his contortion abilities felt like just a copy of Eugene Victor Toomes, and I frankly found the rest of it didn't quite gel. Unlike Hell Money, which actually felt like he was dealing with issues of Chinese immigrants, this one doesn't feel like it was dealing with the actual issues of African immigrants. And they've got a mostly completely different set of issues, but it didn't seem like this was trying to bring those up. Instead, coming across as just another mutant monster being covered up by local government. Which is too bad, because it is one of the earliest examples of a case where Mulder would be dead if not for Scully coming to his rescue instead of the other way around. But sadly, it's wasted on just a serviceable but lackluster script and plot. Now, this is director Jim Charleston's second of four episodes of the series. His first was Avatar. This is writer Howard Gordon's 16th credited episode out of 20. Both will wrap up their contributions as writer or director by the end of season four. We also have returning guest star Laurie Holden in the second of her 10 appearances, and returning guest star Brendan Beiser in his sixth of nine appearances. And the most notable guest stars of those that only appear once in the series here would be Carl Lumley, who'd be best known to some as Marcus Dixon from Alias or Mark Petrie from Cagney and Lacey, but is best known to me as the voice of Jean Jones, the Martian Manhunter, on the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited cartoons. And here he's playing social worker Marcus Duff. The most notable thing about this episode is that it was the last one to air in the X-Files original Friday night time slot. Following this episode, the series moved to Sundays, and Millennium would take the Friday night spot on the schedule. So Chris Carter became less involved in the X-Files, delegating responsibility as he needed to manage his workload, and the series then shifted more towards a traditional writer's room at this point. So instead of Chris Carter breaking stories with writers in a series of one-on-one meetings or one-on co-writers meetings, maybe with some of the producers involved, this shifted to more towards a room where Frank Spotnitz was what we would now call the showrunner, and he was taking lead on breaking the individual stories even though Chris Carter was still approving the original pitches. And as far as the science of this episode is concerned, it is fairly flawed all over. So the teleco was missing his pituitary gland. So up to this point, when someone's been missing something, we also see a biological adaptation for them to compensate. We see that he can bring someone else's melatonin in and survive, but everything he's done to absorb someone else's melatonin, or melatonin, sorry, requires some level of technology. So. You know, he, the only way he could survive to puberty is if, you know, he had parents with a similar condition who had figured it out and were somehow serving him the melatonin. He wouldn't have experienced puberty without the pituitary gland unless they were stealing other hormones from other individuals. There's just so many questions about where this chain of mutation started because all the adaptations were based on technology. So when you hear that this is a legend going back years that the ambassador didn't believe until now, it just leaves so many unanswered questions including how the lack of pituitary somehow gave him the ability to fit into drawers and drain pipes 
there's just a tremendous number of blanks. So to me, this felt like trying to create a scary new monster and trying to deal with race issues, but they were disconnected and it did neither one well. So that's about all I have to say about Teleco. Join us again in two weeks' time when we look at Unruhe, which was the first episode to air on Sunday nights. In the meantime, feel free to rate this and any other shows you listen to on iTunes and on Stitcher. It really does help the show get noticed. Share links with your friends who you think would appreciate it. And finally, thank you for listening.